Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms, One Ash, your go-to UK-based podcast for all things NFL fantasy football. So last weekend uh, was the final weekend for the NFL regular season, uh, so you already know that we're going to be diving into that one. But it was also the weekend of the NCAA National Championship where the Michigan Wolverines beat the Washington Huskies. Um, so all eyes now really on head coach Jim Harbaugh. See we see whether he's going to stay within that college program or return to the NFL. Um, speaking of Wolverine, as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts and superheroes. So first up, the man who stands for truth, justice, in a better tomorrow. It's Blooper Man. Scully, how are you? I'm good, pal. Not sure where you were going with that, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, all good. All good, cheers. Could have been worse, but yeah, good, good, good. Uh, and then secondly, in his case, heroes don't get any bigger than this. No shield, no armour. It's Rant Man. Charlie, you all right? Yeah, very fitting. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, really good. Just saying to you guys, we've booked a, a cottage away to watch the Super Bowl this year. Got that booked in. And uh, and just to make my week even better, uh, he's gone. Arthur Smith is gone. Uh, I've never been so happy watching an NFL game, seeing that man kicking off at the end of the game and uh, and finding out when I woke up the next day that he, uh, he is no longer in charge of the Falcons. He's no longer a head coach. It's a great day for fantasy. <laughs> yeah, just about 18 weeks too late for you, I think. But yeah, um, yeah, well, well, a few bits that we'll touch on there. But yeah, a few head coach vacancies coming up with, uh, well, with some tasty teams in fairness uh, and then some sought after head coaches as well. But yeah, Arthur Arthur Smith with with that little rant, which fair play I think, well deserved at the end of the game, but hilarious nevertheless. Um, all right, so uh, well let's start off by revisiting some preseason predictions that uh, that we and um, fellow league members made as well. Uh, so Scully, I'll start with yours first of all. So one of them being that the Steelers were to have a losing season, which which is not the case, uh, and that's the idea I guess that we were making bold predictions but the first one although what would have been the first one under Tomlin but wasn't the case so what do you make of that and uh, and even thoughts behind it at the start of the season I mean I'd say it was more out of hope than anything else but I think it was more out of I genuinely didn't think they were going to this year I thought <laughs> last year they, they, they scraped it what did they just about, didn't they, last year? Um, didn't have a losing season. I think were the equal and then had a tie as well or something. With like eight, eight and one or something. So they didn't have a losing season. So I thought, no, this this year it's going to be the year that they uh, that they don't do it. They've not really improved anything. Uh, Kenny Pickett's a, a hack. Um, and it was all trending in the right direction until uh, Mason Rudolph... The, the reindeer that saved Christmas and then the season. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it, yeah, it was a strange one for the Steelers to think that, yeah, with with not much of a running game, not much of a, a passing game, really, one or two injuries, starting three different quarterbacks, have somehow found a way to, to have a winning season and then sneak into the playoffs. So we'll definitely talk about that moving on, but, um, but not one that made it. Um, also, my prediction, so my prediction was that the Bills wouldn't make the playoffs. Um, Based pretty much on that AFC East, that I think I don't think that I don't think I thought the Dolphins were going to be as good as they have been when they peaked this season. But I thought they'd be good. 
I think like most people, we thought the Jets would be strong this season, which just wasn't the case, let alone kind of the Chiefs, the Bengals, and a few others in the AFC, that the Bills just wouldn't make it. But maybe similar to the Steelers, really, that this the second half of the season and the last few games, they're just they're just steamrolling teams. So so yeah, fair enough, but but two wrong ones there. Um Charlie, we had uh, a couple of predictions that the Jets and the Bengals would be Super Bowl champs. And now, obviously, Aaron Rodgers, the main reason why the Jets no longer were Super Bowl contenders um, from that first drive. Uh, and the Bengals, I guess, similarly from Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow never really recovered from that calf injury and then and got injured as well after that. So not necessarily bad predictions, but um, but those injuries took their th- those out of their hands. Jets and Bengals, though, for next season, do you expect with Rodgers and Burrow to come back that they they are going to be Super Bowl contenders? It's been a strange one all year in terms of injuries, especially for fantasy. The amount of quarterbacks that have gone down, the, the amount of backup quarterbacks that we've seen, obviously those two teams hit by that. The Jets very early on. Uh, Burrow came into the season with a bit of an injury and, and they never really kicked on from that. So, yeah, it's it's tough when you when you lose an Aaron Rodgers and a Joe, and a Joe Burrow. I know he came back and he's he's been playing, but he's he's not been at full fitness, has he? So it's you're not going to be able to um, to perform to your full potential. And let's face it, if you're going to get to the Super Bowl, it tends to be the team that can keep fit, the the, the team that suffers with the least injuries, um, and they were hit quite early on. So yeah, next year a bit of an unknown, really. Um, is Rogers going to be still with the Jets? Is Rogers going to be back to full fitness? Is Joe Burrow going to be back to full fitness? Is he going to be um, the Joe Burrow of last year? Um, or are we going to see a bit of a drop-off? So for me, a bit of an unknown with them. And, and at this moment in time, I, I'm not, I wouldn't be able to say, I wouldn't be putting money on either of them um, to, to be getting there. Um, I certainly wouldn't be predicting a Super Bowl, a Jets-Bengals Super Bowl. Um, I'm happy to be proven wrong, but at this moment in time, I think there's too many unknowns. Um, but like I said to start off with, there's just been so many injuries um, and a lot of it, a lot of ups and downs this year. Especially for us as as fantasy managers, it's it's been a tough one to to navigate. I feel like this year has been particularly bad for injuries. Um, I know it's the case every year, but I, I certainly feel like it's been a big factor this year. Um, with so many quarterbacks going down and them being so pivotal uh, in terms of, well, normal NFL teams, but your fantasy teams as well. Yeah, it's just that domino effect, isn't it? When the quarterback goes down, then then what happens? Do the receivers then production drop off as well? Does a tight end's production even increase a little bit? Do they lean on the running back? Do they not? Um, yeah, who knows? And I guess just all, all around, really, for a lot of teams, there tends to be one or two teams that are maybe kind of just lost one game, two games, but it's so close. Even with like the Ravens and the 49ers still losing a handful of games. It's, um, yeah, it's strange. So I can imagine the Super Bowl odds for next season, it's pretty close probably within the top 10 even already. Um, Another prediction that I'll pick out or another category, I guess. So we had a few predictions for uh, either Dan Campbell or Mike McDaniel to be head coach of the year. Um, both of them making the playoffs and both definitely in with a shout of being coach of the year. Scully, would you give it to either of those or to someone else? So I think it's got to be between um, Stefanski and um, 
Texans head coach. D'Amico Ryan's. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think it's, it's, it's got it's got it's got to be between them. I mean, uh, if you look at Texans, where they are versus where they were expected to be, um, unbelievable job. And then for Stefanski, I know I'm, I'm biased, but I mean, the majority of the the media would agree with me as well. I think he just about pips it because everything's gone against Cleveland this year, and they and they've just rallied and fought, and he's got a lot of decisions right. We've had four different quarterbacks um, as as main man went down in, in Chubb early on. Um, you think your franchise quarterback's out for the season. Um, depleted O-line. Um, secondary amount of people that have played played in that. So, no, for, for me, I think he's done he's done an incredible job and for me, pips it. But um, oh, if you give D'Amico Ryans as well, I think um, that'd be well, well justified. Yeah, I guess him being the rookie gives him a slightly different angle. But uh, yeah, I, I see exactly what you're saying with the injuries and what he's had to cope with and still kind of making the playoffs in a, in a tough division. Charlie, what about you? Who's coach, head coach of the year for you? We need to move this away from the, the woe is me Browns. I feel like this is very Browns heavy. We've gone in on the Steelers. We've gone and we're, we're saying how hard done to the Browns are. And, oh, woe is me. We've lost our quarterback. So has everybody else. Get over it, man. Come on. <laughs> I, we've lost little Adams and we've got Mason Rudolph playing. And he's, he's about to take us to the Super Bowl. So, you know. Just answer the question. Who's your coach at year? <laughs> <laughs> Mike Tomlin, is that it? <laughs> uh, although I do think Mike Tomlin is is one of the best in the league. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd have to go with the Texans. Um, I think they're, what they've done with such a young team, a young core of players, rookie quarterback, um, yeah, it's exciting, and I'm excited to watch the the Texans in the playoffs. And I was talking to uh, the wife about it while we were watching the games on Sunday. I'm excited to see what the Texans do going forward and what they build on from this season um, with, with the young talent that they've got. I think if um, if they work it if they work it right, then yeah, it could be an exciting time for the Texans. And if they build on that and and start pushing on, then they could be up there contending. Uh, in the next few years, I completely agree. Just, just not this sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one, and and in Houston as well, I guess. But yeah, while every they've got a rookie quarterback, they've got another couple of years, I guess, to kind of pile onto the salary cap in every other position for the next two or three years before that really kind of starts to starts to make an impact, and and they have to eventually, I guess, pay CJ Stroud. Um, I think for me, I'd go Dan Campbell. Um, I, I know kind of on paper and they were predicted to do well at the start of this season. But for, for them kind of winning the, the division in the first time since, what, well, since Barry Sanders was around, what, kind of 30 years ago nearly. Um, great job. I guess they've lost one or two tight ones recently, but they're still in there, still making it. And, um, and yeah, got a home playoff game this upcoming weekend as well. Looking ahead now to this upcoming weekend's fixtures, so the first round of the playoffs, uh, and let's well let's highlight three games to start with. Um, Charlie, I'll come to you first. With it being well the first game of the weekend, so Browns versus Texans. What do you make of that one? I think it's it's going to be a close matchup, and I, and I'm trying to be 
um, as impartial as possible. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> it's difficult because I really don't like the Browns. Why have you got I, Texans shit on? <laughs> um, I, I think it's going to be a close a, a close game. Um, fifth against fourth seed. Obviously, the Texans are at home. Um, both teams look good um, for different reasons. And I think... I think it could go all the way. I, I think it's going to be a tight one. So, my, in terms of uh, a, as a prediction for him, um, I'm, I'm going to go for both teams to turn the ball over at least three times. Um, the Browns are very good on defence, as much as it pains me as a Steeler to say that the Browns have got I'm not going to say a better defence than us because they haven't, but they've got a very good defence. Um, they've got a very good defence, but I also think Joe Flacco and the Cleveland offence is susceptible to giving the other team interceptions. So I think the Browns' defence will make the turnovers and I think the Browns' offence will give the turnovers away. So I'm going to go three turnovers for each team, but it's going to go to overtime and the Texans are going to win in overtime. And they're going to come back. They're going to come back to tie it up in regular time and then go and win it in overtime. Well, well, what a game that would be. And I guess, uh, yeah, the first playoff game for CJ Stroud, as we've mentioned, D'Amico Ryans as a head coach as well. What an ending that would be. Um, Scully, come back at that. What do you make of that? It's making my chest hurt just, just thinking about that situation. If it goes into overtime, I don't know if I'll be able to be able to cope. But um, no, I, I can see what Tom's just said happening in terms of the, the turnovers. Um, we've played them before, we beat them, but they didn't have CJ Stroud. So that makes them a completely different uh, proposition to to go go up against. Um, so yeah, no, I think it's going to be a close game. I, I, I do think that we'll win. I think that they're going to be up for it. Um, They've got to this stage. Um, I think they've got a chip on the shoulder. It is Cleveland against the world type mentality. So um, I think I think we'll just about pip it. But I, I can see, like Tom said, there have been turnovers. It being a close game, but um, I think the um, I think our quality will shine through. But um, the Texans is the one that I didn't want. I mentioned it to you before. The one that I did want going into this game was Jacksonville because they've been um, really poor for the for the second half of the season. So um, I'm nervous, excited, um, just hoping that we can get the job done. Yeah, massive though, isn't it? Third is this the third time ever that the Browns have been in the playoffs since they returned to the league? The third ever time, and um, we discussed it before that. The, the Browns Super Bowl was beating the Steelers in the wild card uh, only a few seasons ago. So hopefully they can up the game and and maybe go a bit further. But I'm not calling it. Well, well what a game it would be if that was the one to kick off the weekend, kick off this first round of the playoffs. Uh, and, and even that kind of overtime win for whoever it might be. We'll see. Uh, okay, so next one up, uh, Steelers versus Bills. Um, so... I, I see this only going one way. I think the Bills, the momentum is all with them. 
as we touched on really that um what were they at one point six and six i think and then now they've just been kind of hitting teams rolling them over it's going to be up there in buffalo i guess if the weather's like anything like it was in was it new york i think or new england last week when it was snowing i think generally this time of year it's going to be similar as well which again i know steelers aren't adverse to bad weather it's not like they're playing the dolphins up in buffalo but i think with the way it's going add on to that the steelers don't get me wrong they've done well under mason rudolph Najee's doing well or i did last week especially but tj what out i mean not only is that a big one anyway for just a, a player of his ability but i just think with the heartbeat of that team that defense which they rely so heavily on I think that's such a big ask for them to win any game in the NFL, let alone a playoff game against against Josh Allen and the Bills. A um, few predictions, really. So after having no catches last week, I do predict that Pickens is the is the best wide receiver for the Steelers with over five catches, but probably less than 50 yards. Um, I don't even think Najee and Jalen Warren get 50 yards rushing each either. I think it's going to be a pretty woeful offensive performance for the Steelers. Uh, and I think that bad as well. I think the Bills probably rest Josh Allen for the entire fourth quarter. So, yeah, I, I, hopefully it's a, it's a closer game because that's a Sunday six o'clock one. So that's probably the one that most people are tuning into and watching. But I just can't see it. Charlie, that, I mean, thinking with your head, how do you see it going? I, I think you're wrong. I think we're going to win. Uh, I'm remaining positive. Uh, I'm, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to... Well, there's the first time for everything all season. <laughs> Mr. Negative turns positive. But... <laughs> it's nice. It's a nice change. <laughs> Listen, we, we've got Mason Rudolph at the helm, who has got a great deep ball in him. They're going to rely on the run. They're going to go through Najee Harris. They're going to go through Jalen Warren, who we said this weeks ago, the Steelers come strong towards the end of the season. And that is exactly what we've done. Um, last week, yes, against a, 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 a secondary team, really, against the Ravens. But they did exactly that. They ran the ball, they ran hard. And then Mason Rudolph, when the opportunity came, was had the option to throw deep. And, and I think that they've just got to do that. They've just got to stick to, to what's been working for them. Um, but like you touched on the TJ Watt thing, that, that's a massive blow. Um, he, is our, he is our superstar. He's our, our best player by a country mile. Uh, and it's not great. The record without TJ Watt is 1-10. and 10. Without TJ Watt starting, um, we are 1-10. and 10. So, yeah, not it, that doesn't bode well. However, we've got some fantastic players at, at, um, that can replace. Alex Highsmith, I think, is one of the best in the league. Um, he, he's overshadowed by TJ Watt because he's an absolute superstar, but I think he's fantastic. And the players that they brought in, the players that came in when TJ Watt went out, they were able to rotate it and they were still... Uh, Nick Herbig played well. I, I, I think they've, they've got strength in depth at that position. The, the problem's going to be in terms of like safeties. Um, we, we struggled. We, we, we ended up playing uh, Peterson, I think, in the middle of the field, which he's never done. He's always played uh, on the corners. So we, if if we're playing a team out of position and we're not playing with our superstar, it's going to be tough. Josh Allen's unbelievable. Um, but look at how they played against um, Miami. How many turnovers in that game? 
it it, it sent like turnover after turnover. So if Josh Allen decides to play a game like that and hand, starts handing us the ball, we're in with a shout. We're, we're not. I, I don't think we're going to be a walkover. I don't think it's going to be quite as you predicted, Ash. But yeah, it, it, I think it'll be a close one. I think it'll be a hard fought game. I don't think we'll just bend over and and take it from him. I tend to agree with with Tom on that one. As much as it pains me to to say, I think. They're going to make it a horrible, horrible game. It's going to be close. Um, it's going to be freezing. It's going to be windy. That's going to suit Pittsburgh as much as it suits uh, Buffalo. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's just going to be one of those horrible, horrible game of football. It's not going to be really high scoring, uh, probably mid-teens. Uh, but I, I am going to go for Buffalo to just pip it. I think Josh Allen's class is going to shine through. And... Um, Without TJ Watt, and Tom's just spoke about what that record is. Um, I think that's that's going to be a difficult um, thing to overcome. And uh, yeah, I think before I'll just do it, but I don't think it's going to be any kind of blowout. I just think it's just going to be a tough, horrible game of football. Yeah, well, we'll see. And I guess we'll catch up next week and see whether that record turns to two and ten without TJ. Um, yeah, albeit against these Bills. Uh, Scully, it's over to you. Uh, so, Eagles v. Bucks, uh, a repeat of the week three game that we were there for in Tampa. So, ironically, uh, again, we saw them on a Monday night, and this is a Monday night playoff game. Um, pretty much an identical repeat, albeit with, with well, the same two teams, but with different teams, I guess, at the same time. Um, but, Scully, how do you see this one going? So, I think it's going to be a completely different game to, to what we saw week three. I think they're two completely different teams to, to what we saw week three. I'm not sure home advantage is going to be play anything into this because Tampa don't have a huge following and the Eagles do. So, it's probably going to be similar to what we witnessed, a home game for the Eagles maybe again. But... Um, but no, I think uh, in terms of you look at the different trajectories and the different paths that the teams are on, yeah, Tampa have not been great the last two weeks, but there's, there's been a bit there, whereas the Eagles have been woeful for, for a little bit of time. So my bold prediction will be for, um, I'm going to back my man Baker to Cook. He's going to go off for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. And I believe that the... Bucks will end the Eagles' chances this weekend. Wow. I think, well, I disagree, um, naturally. Uh, I, I think I think almost Baker, as much as they've got, they've got Mike Evans, they've got Godwin, they've got solid players on defence, Rashard White's playing well. I, I think Baker's probably the one that he knows how to play dirty. He knows how to win when it needs to, almost kind of go off script. Uh, and do something and make it happen in, in one-off games like this. Um, I think fortunately for us, fortunately for the Eagles, it is the Bucks. Um, I think almost any other team um, I'd be more nervous about. I think we can probably play it at 50%. I know that uh, there's a few players, AJ Brown and Devonta Smith especially, are, are questionable for the game anyway. Hopefully, I think Dallas got to come out and said that once they kind of clinched the playoffs, maybe they just took the foot off the gas, which is a horrendous thing for a fan to hear going into the, the last couple of games of the season. But hopefully that is the case and it just takes one more game to squeeze by, see it through and, and get through to the the next round. Um, as you say, I don't think 
home field plays much of a part for the books, but um, but yeah, I think I, I do. I think it'll be a very close game. I think we're poor. We're very poor. I think coming up against any other team, and if we do make it through, I think uh, yeah, we've we've got a good chance of getting blown out by whoever the next team might be. Should we make it through? Um, but yeah, it's not going to be about me watching between kind of closed fingers, really. On that one. Okay, so let's let's kind of uh, quickly then go through the the remaining three games. Um, so first one being so Dolphins at the Chiefs. So this is a repeat of the Week Nine game in Germany, uh, in which the Chiefs won twenty one fourteen. I see it going a similar way. Um, probably an extra touchdown for both. So I'm going to go for a Chiefs win, twenty eight twenty one. Charlie, what about you? I'm going to score, but I, I'm going Dolphins win. Um, I think the Chiefs, I, I, I didn't talk about the, the Eagles, but I think the Chiefs and the Eagles on very similar um, sort of end of season runs where they're, they're both struggling to get things going. The Chiefs have had a, a, a woeful year in terms of drops uh, from the receivers, from Travis Kelsey. People just not, it's just not clicking. Um, and, I, and I think the talent that the Dolphins have got is is maybe just going to pip it. So I, I'm going for a Dolphins win. Scrolling, how do you see it? Dolphins win. It's going to be minus, um, so below zero in terms of the temperature. So I've never seen a, a dolphin in cold weather. So um, yeah, 27 20. I'm going to go to Kansas City. Very good. Uh, next one, sort of Packers at the Cowboys. Um, I think, again, as much as this one pains me to say, um, but I think the Cowboys have been kind of red hot or, or tepid at best for some games. Uh, I think this is a red hot game. I think 40 to 10, something like that. I think the Cowboys absolutely steaming all the Packers. I don't know how they've made the playoffs, but fair play to them. They have, but um, I can't see anything other than the Cowboys win. Charlie, about you? Yeah, complete blowout by the the uh, Cowboys here. I think they're so strong on on offense and defense. Um, I think the Packers are really going to struggle. Um, they've 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 been sort of hot and cold. The Packers this year. They they started off good and then they seem to teeter off and then sort of scraped into the playoffs and not not really with anything. Not really attractive football. Although they've they've still got some good players. Aaron Jones came back and looked fit this week. Um, so, yeah, they, they're going to be able to move the ball, but I think the Cowboys are just going to be too strong for them. And, yeah, complete blowout for me. Dak and CD can absolutely go off. Scully, clean sweep. You see it the same way? I think so. I'd love to see Green Bay beat them and, and, and Jordan Love get a little bit further in the playoffs. But um, I don't know. There's something in me that's saying that they could do it. But... I think that I think the Cowboys are going to be too strong for them, and the, and the matchup that I really, really want to see is Cowboys Lions after what happened in the last game um, in the next um, in the next round. So I'm going to go, yeah, Cowboys, uh, but not not as big of a score. I'm going to go something like 24-17 Cowboys. Nice. Okay, then last one. Um, so Rams v Lions. So this has got a lovely storyline as well. I guess I guess with Stafford and uh, and Jared Goff. Um, I, I know, kind of, there's been rumours of Lions fans told not to wear Stafford jerseys to the game, uh, just to make it a little bit extra spicy. Uh, I, I I like both these teams. I like the look of the Lions. Um, 
Although I think they just what they just missed out in the playoffs last season, now just made it into the playoffs. I, I, I don't think they get the first playoff win for a long time um, just yet. I think the Rams, the momentum's all with them. I think their offense in particular is uh, firing on all cylinders. I can see it going to overtime uh, and then and then some sort of walk off touchdown where Matt Stafford uh, very classily classily um, kind of shakes the hands of all the players and, and kind of keeps it quite calm. Um, but the Rams take the win for me. Scully, how do you see that one? Again, a, again, a tough one. So I'm going to side with you. I mean, like I just said, the, the game that I really want to see is Lions-Cowboys uh, in the next round. But the Rams just, I think they're one of them sides you just don't want to come up against at the moment. I think they're, uh, yeah, playing really well. They, they seem to be healthy. Um, you've got Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams, uh, Stafford, um, Cooper Cup. It's just, yeah, I think it's all it's all kind of coming together, and I think they're just going to be um, going to be a little bit too strong. And, and Dan Campbell's prone to do silly things like go for it on fourth and two on his own 25-yard line. So um, I think we're going to see some more of that. But uh, I'll, I'll go pretty low-scoring game, 21-14. Charlie, how do you see that one? Yeah, I see it a bit of a shootout, to be honest. I think it'll be a high scorer from both teams. Uh, I think it'll be a really close one. I'm really looking forward to watching this. Two head coaches that I really like, McVeigh and Dan Campbell, both quality uh, head coaches and not afraid to go for it. Uh, like Scully said, Dan Campbell, he's happy to go fourth and one in his own 25. Uh, for me, I'm going for a, a Lions win based on Dan Campbell. Uh, and I think he his play calling uh, and him going for it on, on those those fourth and one when, when everybody else had just punted it away. Um, I think they're going to scrape it um, with a, a walk-off field goal. Um, so it's it's going to be that close. And I think the, just the fact that they're at home, but I mean, we've we've discussed all of the playoff games now, but the NFL script writers this year absolutely nailed it down, haven't they? Goff and Stafford <laughs> for the Rams. They've got uh, Dolphins Chiefs, so... They've got um, Tyreek Hill going back to uh, to Arrowhead. Yeah, there's, there's so many stories in there where that they've been written in. It, it's it's just a perfect uh, wild card weekend. So we've got to be Flacco going back to Baltimore then, surely next weekend. No chance. No wild card weekend <laughs> is a good is a good script writing. There's no script writing after wild card weekend. That's it. It's it's. Uh... Uh left unwritten for the rest of it um all right we'll split decision on that last one but some great predictions we'll revisit them next week um and see how we get on and see how the games get on of course and that's that if you're listening to this part then you've obviously listened to the very end so please do give us a rating and written review uh, that'd be amazing and really would help out the show massively uh, make sure you follow us as well on Twitter for any updates and let us know what you're making of those first round matchups. It's simply at 2Toms1Ash. And make sure you join us next week as well as we welcome the 49ers and the Ravens to this playoff party. We'll see you then. <laughs>